For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Yes, that sound means it's time once again for the 36th annual Labor Day Classic. Featuring the Prairie View A&M Panthers versus your Texas Southern Tigers for the Battle of the Lone Star State on Saturday, September 4th. Kickoff, 7 p.m. at BBVA Stadium. Don't forget the halftime battle of the bands as the TSU Ocean of Soul take on the PVAMU Marching Storm. Tickets are available online at www.tsusports.com slash LDC tickets. Let's bring the Knicks Durley Traveling Trophy back to its rightful home. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston. Featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands. Southern University, Langston University, Tennessee State, Norfolk State, North Carolina and State, Texas Southern, Bethune, Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 in town for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss. With a weekend of activities with, with the Cracker Barrel, Barrel Step and Stroll. Pepsi Zero Sugar Emerging Experience. Esports Master Classic. Yeah. I love my HBCU. Uh, and boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah, I love my HBCU. Yeah. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she's tired. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose. So listen to Professor, yes sir. And this is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As you see, Mike Washington is on assignment. So we have none other than the special crew from 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. And that is none other than Alan Williams and Roland Austin. How are we doing, brothers? Doing well, Fantastic, doing well. Doc. We'll get a chance to talk a little bit about HBCU sports, as you know, and all the news that's going on. We got... Charles Bishop is on assignment, kicking back. Look at him. He looked like he's having a good time in Miami. Man, are you are you are you feeding the sand, the water? You know, don't 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 make us ugly on us now. 
not not at the current moment. I don't have a people saying, but uh, uh, it, it it has been in there. <laughs> Definitely. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So welcome to episode 173 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora, all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small, from NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studio and sending a signal live to KCH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, that's Ralph Cooper, multiple-time Hall honoree in beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. In fact, him and three other media individuals are being honored this week at the Labor Day Classic as those that have covered HBCU sports from a Texas perspective, specifically Texas Southern University and Prairie v and University for kudos for Ralph Cooper as those accolades are well-deserved and they just keep on coming. Well to do it. I'm glad you're getting your roses and your flowers uh, before you take it to any other level. With that being said, let me welcome these lab lecture listeners because they are jumping in and coming in. Let me make sure I give them some love before we let the brothers get in here and take some talk uh, and get it to another level. Judith, Judith Miller, Jerome Chief Sutton. That's a rattler out there, Charles. You know, they in here, they listen to see if you don't give any secrets to see what's going to go up down good, on Sunday. Good. Carl Edmund, <laughs> Joseph Anthony Goodwin, William E. Davis, Michael Ford, lecture time, hashtag Alabama AM. Boy, that game with South Carolina State. I just realized that game is not on television. How can that be? You got Anthony Weston. Uh-oh, Alabama and Bulldogs in the house. They chances coming out, man. Go Alabama A&M University Bulldogs. I know that's right. Uh, who we got? Reggie Walston. He's representing the CIAA, always in the house. And so with that, we'll jump back in here and get some more listeners as they get going. But as we get into it, today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THC Agency. That is, THC Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Check us out. That's THGAgency.com. You can check us out to see if you need any consulting needs and we can get it done for you. I got a heck of a team um, and we can do anything you need to get done in terms of educational or sporting consulting. You see what we talk, but we also can bring it in terms of the data, information, and analytics, and all those things. With that being said, let's get into some topics of the day. What's on your mind, Roland, since you're the newest guest member, we're going to let you go first. We're going to let you shine a little bit, ruffle your feathers. Yeah, as as the (laughs) adjunct professor new to the, we're going to show out a little bit and see if you can handle it real quick. What I, I am, news you want to get off your chest? What's going on? Listen, we cannot jump any further than this weekend. This weekend, I'm excited. See, I got my purple and gold ready. 1876 is ready to be in the house. You know, Coach Dooley already said, ain't time for no trash talking. Just represent on the field. So, you know, I'm going to leave it right there. Just get you, get you, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like them other folks. Get your popcorn ready. Go get, get your popcorn trip. ready, baby. Let me go to you, Alan Williams, before we take it back to Miami, because, you know, I'm nervous to let Charles talk about anything. He's so relaxed. It just ain't right. It reminds me of a couple of weeks ago. I ain't going to tell nobody, but it's something about the Bahamas that just do you right. So I can relate a little bit, just a little bit. How about you, Alan? Yeah, you see Charles got that relaxed look on his face. He looked like he he already hit, uh, hit the beach a little bit. He kicked back. Look at that grin, man. He can't hold it. I, I'm not like mad at him. I might be jealous, but I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fruity, hey, nice little gone. fruity drink off to the side. Off to the side. <laughs> hey, I don't hate right. the player or the game. <laughs> hey, I love man. It. I love but it. no, you know, the, the, the big thing for me, man, coming into this weekend, I am so excited to get football underway. But, man... You look at how this NIL is starting to take off, bro. I mean, you see the Beats by Dre commercial by Young Shadour Sanders. 
That legendary, that was fire. I'm that sorry. Was fire. I'm PB all day, <laughs> but that was straight fire. I, I got to give it to the young buck, man. He is, he is his daddy's son. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was fire. Before I go to Charles, because I'm going to let him get into it and tell us a little bit about what's going on in Miami. But I want to get rolling your thoughts in terms of that door that beats by Dre, that little commercial, that video that Oh man, it was fire. Go ahead. Listen, that video encompassed so much. It was, it was, it was spot on in terms of timing, right? It was relevant in terms of getting all the, the young people involved into it. Um, I even let my son check it out. It, all, it even had a motivational factor. I am my brand. I was like, look at this boy. <laughs> <laughs> you could not ask for anything better from a commercial. And it wasn't like over the top. It was just the, the music wasn't, you know, too over the top. It was just a perfectly um, produced commercial. And if I was an athlete right now, I I hate to say this, Lord knows it kills me. Prime, where my daddy at? Where my, help me get that. <laughs> help me get that. Oh, man. Charles, Charles, this is your time to shine, but this is my only time. I'm because man, JSU is doing it. <laughs> uh, Go it's ahead, Charles. Chime yeah, in it, it, as, as we stroke a little bit. Go it's ahead. It's definitely been a, a lot of fun since we've uh, got down here to Miami yesterday. Uh, but from the onset, uh, and I have to take my hats off to the promotions and the marketing people down here with the Orange Blossom Classic. Uh, very well done in terms of the uh, open rollout. It rolled out the red carpet for Jackson State uh, last night as it came in. Uh, nice uh, function, if you will, where uh, swag bags and uh, everything that comes along with sort of a, a bowl game sort of atmosphere. And that's the way uh, they, they're sort of treated. Uh, uh, guys, uh, police escorts, uh, things of that nature. And it's really been really cool to see uh, fans along uh, here in Miami uh, really reaching out. And you can see as the buses are passing by. I believe buses are passing by, you know, people getting out, clapping and, and shaking their pom-poms and things of that nature. We went to practice with them this morning. So, Really cool. Uh, Denny's, another sponsor, fed the players uh, really well after practice today. But uh, it has been a tremendous uh, environment. I'm surrounded, you can't see them on camera, but surrounded by quite a few Jackson State fans, all foreign fans down here, uh, some other HBCUs. I saw a Howard person walking around, but uh, it's been a really festive uh, environment. And the hotels are starting to pack up. It's really getting that big game vibe because uh, where I'm staying uh, within a Probably a three mile radius. Uh, there are swag fans all over the place down here, man. We appreciate that insight. We can't get that from anybody else other than Charles Bishop, because he's doing it big with the pregame show. He, him, and Neely. I heard y'all got plans to do something on the rooftop. Is, yeah, is yeah. Cool? We're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see how how it plant works itself out. Right now, a little bit of rain going on, but we'll still have the rooftop cam at least. Uh, as we will go live a little bit later on tonight, uh, team is at a, a function uh, right now uh, surrounding the Orange Blossom Classic. But uh, we will come on tonight and uh, bring you a little bit of uh, updates and whatnot from Jackson Day's practice today. Give you a little bit of insight, give you a little bit of history, try to give you as much as we can to, to kind of pull the curtains back on, on the pregame show. Cool. So this is what we're going to do. Charles, you got a chance to jump in here and talk about the matchups we did on Tuesday. I'm going to do a little reverse if you let me have just a couple of minutes. I want to ask these gentlemen their thoughts on the Prairie View Te Texas Southern game. And we won't ask you to rewind it, but we'll start going through a little more of it. And then we'll just have your thoughts also a good time to rehash uh, some of your thoughts in terms of the, the Saturday game, me ask Swag Challenge, because it's still reverberating. Yeah. I saw a little bit today that, you, that uh, North Carolina Central Eagles coach Ask the fans on campus to come out and say, hey, y'all want a piece of this? We want our MEAC Swag Challenge. Y'all want to take some pictures with the trophy? He I'm should. Like, Man, that's, that's <laughs> so I want to get he your thoughts should. on that before we go in there. But let me jump in here. Texas Southern, Prairie View, matchup Saturday. It's on ESPN Network. What are your thoughts, Alan? What are your thoughts in this matchup? What are you looking at? What do you want to see? Um, we'll talk about scores at the end of the show. So you don't have to give me any of those predictions yet. We'll save that for our mass preview to kind of see where y'all want to go near the end of the show. But just talk about the matchups 
Um, obviously, you can scoot in a little bit of what happened in the spring, but whatever direction you want to go, what are your thoughts in terms of what's going to take place on Saturday for you? Well, for, for me, the key thing that I'm going to be looking for, I'm going to be looking at the quarterback position on Prairie View side. Uh, you know, we brought in a kid from uh, Louisville. So there's always a quarterback competition at the beginning of the last, what, three or four seasons. So I'm going to be looking for that. I'm not too worried about the offense. The offense has always, be able, has always been able to put up some points. I'm really concerned on the defensive side. We lost some dogs to the transfer portal here in the spring. You know, we lost uh, Story Jackson, and uh, he is going to be missed severely. So I'm really going to be keyed in on the defensive side of the ball. We've always been able to put up points, but if we can't stop you, hey, it's going to be a track meet, and I don't know that I want to get in a track meet with TSU this year. Yeah, yeah. Before I go to you, Roland, I do want to ask about that, and it sounds like Charles agreed with with the chance of this being a track meet. should be entertaining. I'm sure I know Charles. He's always going to find a way to have his eyes on the screen in these other games because, one, he just does his homework. And two, he wants to he enjoys sweat. He wants to see what's going on out there. So it's gonna be fascinating. Obviously, uh, you have the Grambling Tennessee State game that will be shown around the same time on the ESP, I mean on the NFL network. So we'll have to work that out. I have my two screens, and so I'll be able to cheat, Charles. So I'll be able to tell you a little bit about that. Let me give a shout out to a couple of more folks. Lonnie Shaw in class, BGMM number one, talking about the bands. I will debut my band analysis top 10 i'll give you the f- top five of the 10 and then i'll post it on facebook and you go check it out and these are bands that's unique from the poll ranking i'm doing is that i actually put my eyes on so this is what i saw because i was at the houston battle of the bands i was down there in atlanta i got to check on those bands so i'm gonna give you a little insight i saw the edward waters i watched that so i can tell you a little bit about that band matchup and so throughout the season you'll see me do my weekly rankings and I'm going to do it a little different. You know, most folks do the poll and they ask you, you know, who you thought was number one. I'm going to look at it as a competition. The two bands that go up against each other, somebody has to win, Charles, and somebody has to lose. This is marching sport. So we don't do this in just a competition. So we had the eight teams in the national HBCU battle of the bands. Kudos for Derek Weber putting that together. Great event. Uh, but based on what my son saw and what he did, helped me decide who were the winners and losers. There were eight bands. Four, we're going to do two and two. Four winners, four losers. And then that's going to tell you. So you're going to have a win and a loss in my ranking. I don't even know about these ties. I know some sports soccer, football favorite for mine, yeah, ties. I'm not sure if we'll even have the ability to have ties. Things must go into overtime. We might go to the fifth quarter. The, the, determine who's a winner but basically coming out of these contests when we have a head-to-head band matchup especially these classes about other bands i'm gonna give you bad women with that being said as we get into it and i thought y'all did a great breakdown there um any thoughts that you want to give us as we tease it out we'll come back after the break and we can get into these new matchups, but we discussed a little bit about that Alabama and South Carolina State. I want to get into that a little bit in terms of that matchup before, and we're going to save a little bit of, of what a lot of people are interested in that family, Jack State, for the last. With that being said, this is Dr. Khalil inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We'll be right back after this break. Stick with us as we get into the second quarter. The inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic is personal to me. It's more than a matchup between Tuskegee University and Fort Valley State University. My beloved father, Colonel Lawrence E. Roberts, was a proud member of the Tuskegee Airmen. 922 brave pilots, also known as the Red Tails, fought in World War II. The Boeing Red Tails Classic is more than a celebration of HBCUs. It's a reminder of the Tuskegee Airmen's valor and sacrifice the first class of black fighter pilots who trained at Tuskegee Institute in Alabama during the height of Jim Crow, fighting for America, while in many ways, America fought right back against them. This inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic, this football game, is for them. And it's quite special that this game, which will be played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, opens the 2021 college football season on Sunday, September 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. When you watch this game, 
Please remember its larger meaning, that it's for a group who advocated for themselves while still facing prejudice and discrimination in the segregated army. The Tuskegee Airmen story hardly gets told enough. I, proud daughter of a Tuskegee Airman, join others who champion their legacy and how they influence generations of black cultural and political leaders. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yesler, yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, Anthony Weston, Alabama A&M Bulldogs, time to go Bulldogs. He said, what are the predictions and who will be the big winners in weekend? We're going to say that as a tease to the end of the show. We're going to make them give us some predictions now. That's what we're going to do on this show, but we're going to tease it out a little bit. So stick with us. I know you want to hear the big matchup. And for those on the show, this is where you get a chance to be interactive. You can tell me what your thought is. We're discussing this. You can give me your updates and your prediction because we take that seriously. We want engagement from the lab lecture listeners as y'all get into it. Michael Ford says, Doc, which swag games are on TV this weekend? Could you please provide that? Yes, we'll get that. In fact, I'll do that before I let Charles break down that Labor Day class. We'll get into some of the television games. Uh, if you would, this weekend, Saturday, actually, we have some starting out to Thursday today. Uh, you have Virginia Union in Hampton, which will be on ESPN Plus. That's a six o'clock matchup. That's East Coast, so it's going on now already. 7 p.m., Mississippi Valley at Murray State ESPN Plus. So on your device, keep one here now. Don't switch too fast. Saturday, though, you got Bowie State at Delaware State. That's on ESPN3 or ESPN+. Plus, As you know, uh, you have Townsend at Morgan State, ESPN3 or ESPN+. Plus. You have Allen at Benedict, which is on ESPN+. Plus. Southern at Troy, which is on ESPN3. The Prairie View and Texas Southern ESPN Digital as well um, as we get into it. So those are the games you can check out uh, as we move forward. With that, let me go to Charles since I just talked about the Prairie View and Texas Southern game. What are your thoughts on that? I want to make sure you get in here and get a little out because, you know, you spent some time on the sideline for the Tigers over there now. I know you moved on to the Blue Bengals, the Blue Tigers, as they say, the pregame show uh, you talk about over there. But, you know, you had a little bit of maroon running through you as well with a debris that MS in sports studies, sports leadership. Definitely. Talk about yes. that matchup. What do you think about Prairie View and Texas Southern? Well, I think you touched on some uh, very interesting things with regards to previews or losses on the defensive side of the ball, and that's a little bit concerning to me. Uh, when you take a look at uh, the ability of Texas Southern, they have four running backs that they can throw at you. Uh, Ladarius mm. Owens, Ja'Cory Howard, uh, and, and Dominic Franklin, they're all very capable runners, and all of them can get hot at any point in time. So uh, the concern for me is uh, Purdue actually being able to uh, control Texas Southern's Running game. One of the, uh, I think, transfers for Prairie View that I'm really looking forward to watching in the Prairie View uniform is former Grambling State running back, uh, Damian uh, Brooks. I think he's going to be spectacular uh, for the Panthers when you take a look at what he was able to do at Grambling. But I think Texas Southern has some pieces that I'm really uh, looking at, and I think they could throw at Prairie View, and they could be a real tough matchup for the Panthers. And then on the defensive side of the ball for Texas Southern, you're talking about Michael Badejo, uh, who is going to be, I think, one of the top defensive ends in the conference, uh, 44 tackles, seven tackles for loss. And then you also have Julian Martin coming back. He's a former all-swag linebacker for the Texas Southern Tigers. So I think Texas Southern actually has some pieces uh, to get over the hump. Uh, you know, when we talk about Clarence McKinney, when he took over this program, you know, they were 8-25 over uh, a number of years uh, with the previous coach, and they started off on 13. But I think the wheels are slowly starting to turn in favor of the Texas Southern Tigers. Oh, I think I got a lean. I think I got a lean there, but we'll see official score later. Stick with us. With that being said, shout out to Mary Allen, Ricky Burton is in the house, Quentin Henry, Stan Hardy is back on with us, Grambling, we'll get into that Grambling te- uh, Tennessee State game, so stick with us, good to see you, Hardy, Lonnie Shaw is sticking with us still, Chad Cooper's in the house, good evening professors from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, survived the storm, no damage still, no power, we got prayers out for you, Chad, stay strong, we know it's tough, 
uh, prayers in terms of getting that power out. Good that you survived the storm and there was no damage. That's glad that you shared that with us. And you certainly know our prayers are with you and all of our uh, HBCU family members out there struggling through Louisiana and really all individuals out there as well. With that being said, we'll get back to the gridiron. Now I want to get all of y'all's perspective. I'm going to start with Allen on this one. Let's go with the Gramlin, Tennessee State. I just had Stan. He's in here. He wants to know about his Gramlin Tigers versus Tennessee State Tigers in terms of what's going on there. And that is the Black College Hall of Fame Classic in Canton, Ohio, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. That is a 5 o'clock Central kickoff, last time I've heard on it, and it, as you know, will be on the NFL Network. What are your thoughts on this matchup, Allen? Well, you know, we are really looking forward to see which Gramlin team shows up. You know, Gramlin went 0-4 in this uh, abbreviated spring season, so we are waiting to see which team shows up. Coach Fives has probably been trying to focus on the fundamentals all summer and, and to get his team to show up and just focus on the small things. But we've got also the debut of Eddie George at, at Tennessee State. Now, as you know, these two schools used to be the granddaddies of them all when you talk about uh, black college matchups. You know, you had Eddie Robinson and Big John Merritt that, that used to lead these two schools, you know, when we were growing up. Those were the only coaches we knew. So, like, I can remember going to see these two teams play in Tiger Stadium in Detroit back in the 80s. So I am really looking forward to these teams really getting back to that old glory. And let's get a good football game. You're on the NFL Network. You're playing in prime time. It, we, we really need to get a good show out of both of these teams. We need a good performance and, and see a good game here, man. And I, I really hope that uh, Grandma can turn around because, as we know, Grandma can be down sometimes, but they'll be back. Yeah, that's a good point because after the BA SWAC challenge, the SWAC is sweating a couple of bullets. would be nice to see if a SWAC team can get it done. But Tennessee State is out there saying not so fast along with their fans. And talking about that, I love the way that you talked about John Merritt. I'm going to take it back to Charles Bishop because he has a nice segment they are doing and debuting this week with the pregame that talks about Know Your History. And I love when he talks about Big John Merritt as he had his time with Jackson State. And that ties in a little bit about this uh, Jackson State FAMU game, but we'll save that. That's a little plug about that. But I do want to know your thoughts on this Grambling tennessee State matchup. What are your thoughts, Charles, in regards to what this game looks like on Sunday? Well, I think the billion-dollar question with Grambling is what Grambling will receive. Uh, the 0-4 spring was a real shocker. And normally we have a, two or three Grambling players that we can kind of talk about and kind of know of. This year, they are, uh, uh, like a few teams, quite a bit of an unknown. Uh, same thing with Tennessee State. Who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, Jeremy Hickbottom? Who, who's going to be quarterback up there at Tennessee State? We know they have an all-conference running back in Devon Starlin. Has Tennessee State been able to rebuild that offensive line to be able to compete in OBC? Uh, but this one, I, I, I tend to lean uh, towards Tennessee State just because historically they've had success against the sweat. But in the past couple of seasons – We've seen a slippage from Tennessee State, a loss of UAPB and a loss of Jackson State. So this could very well be a pick Yeah, I can see where you talk about a pick on this. I'm surprised that you may be leaning a little bit of Tennessee State in terms of what this looks like, uh, just because you got the new debut of the coach and how does it, how does he get everything going? They had those transfer quarterbacks in there, and I yeah. haven't heard much in terms of anybody taking control of the quarterback position, just to put a little tease out there. With that, I want to go to you, Roland. But before that, I have to give a shout-out to Keith, Ricky Burden, as he says, JSU, baby, beat Tennessee State. Got to make sure I show love to those Grambling Tigers because uh, a uh, couple of weeks, there's a State Fair Classic where you go in Dallas, and that should be interesting. We'll see if we can save that plug and bring y'all back in for that. I'm sure y'all have much to say about that matchup. But for now, let's look at Grambling and Tennessee State. Roland, what are your thoughts on this? Listen, Doc, I didn't listen. I didn't bring my note cards and everything. So, like I say, every every class got to have a class clown. We know Grandma's <laughs> going to get their behind beat, and they're going to get beat again when they play us in preview. I mean, in uh, in Dallas there. You are just not going to rebuild a, a, a team. after You coming off of 0-4 last year, last season, it's not going to rebuild that fast. And and Tennessee going to spank their behinds. And it's, 
I don't predict it to be this close matchup as everybody else is saying. It's just it, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna flow like that. So sorry, GSU, lick your wounds, and then we'll see y'all in Dallas, and we'll we'll tag the other side of you behind me. And so wow. wow, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. And so. <laughs> Oh, man, this is fun. This is good. So Anthony yeah. Weston says, uh, ties in before we slide into uh, Alabama-South Carolina State game. Uh, he says, uh, kudos to Big John Mary. He says, I'm a big man. I smoke big cigars. I do everything big. Big John Mary. Man, that's a great quote to get out there. Okay. Statement, yes, I should say. Thank you, Pride says, prayers for the storm victims. What were you saying, Charles? Oh, it's a 1952 to 1962 Jackie State's head coach. He has a, a black college national championship with Jackie State, but of course, you know, uh, very well known, of course, for his years at Tennessee State. Tennessee State, 16 black college national championships. Graham, 15 black college national championships. So I love the, the blue bloodness of this game. No doubt about it. You're talking about the battle of the black college championships, getting it on. It's a lot of ways that this is magical there. We're going to have to allow you at some point to share that backstory of what you heard about John Merritt leaving um, Jackson State going to Tennessee State, because I know you have the top dollar secrets. We know what's out there in general, but we want to know the backwards. We're going to save that a little bit. That's a tease there. But let's get into the Alabama a and South Carolina State game. Uh, we'll do that a little bit. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, an early break. we get into it. And then we're going to wrap up with that South Carolina State Alabama A&M game, and then we'll get into the big one. Jackson State, Florida A&M, we'll get a chance to do that. We might be able to tease in a couple of these mid-majors before we do that. Before we take this break, I did want to talk about this, um, put some of those mid-major classic games of the week in there. You have an interesting SIAC SWAC matchup. You have Miles College traveling to Alabama State. Miles College is one of those teams that's Really doing well, you know, ranked top five in their rankings, top three really uh, in terms of, and they've had success over the last couple of years getting it done in the SIC. They're going to be chomping up the bits to go down there to Montgomery and see if they can make a statement. I have them as number three in my poll rankings, and Alabama State is not ranked in the top ten in the mid in the major rankings. So this is an intriguing matchup to me when you talk about that. So we'll get a chance maybe to get your little thoughts on uh, get your thoughts on that a little bit. Then we have an SIAC-CIAA matchup, uh, which I always like these intra-conference matchups between uh, whether it's SWAC, NEAC, or SIAC-CIAA. Then you have some of those mid-major-major matchups with intra-conference-wise between HBCUs. So, yeah, Clark Atlanta, obviously, has been down, but Livingston has been down as well. Uh, great story out there by Steve Gaither talking about uh, the stone, a quote that was out there. I really like that picturesque picture that he gives getting done with that. But that's an interesting matchup to me in terms of what's going to go on. That game is in Salisbury, North Carolina. Rowan Salisbury um, in terms of that matchup on Saturday at 5 o'clock Central Time. As we do it, let's take this break. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop. We'll be right back after this break. Debuting today, we have none other than Roland Alston and Alan Williams of the 1876 Sports and Culture podcast as they are representing for the group there. Stick with us. We'll be right back as we get into the second half of the show. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the Law Office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvet.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. 
Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot of so listen to Professor Yes Sir, Yes Sir, and pay attention. Boy, this is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Charles Bishop is out on assignment, but he's still getting it in on the show. He's in Miami getting ready for that five matchup between Jackson State and Florida A&M. Boy, it is a divisional matchup. This is not me x challenge. This is a Spike Eastern Division game. It should be fun. But before we get into that, we want to rock a Miak Swag game. It's not the Miak Swag Challenge, but it is a Miak Swag Challenge, or Swag Miak Challenge, as people like to say in the Swag, which is between Alabama A&M and South Carolina State. South Carolina State is traveling to Alabama Huntsville this weekend, as many of you all know. They're returning the trip that was a game played in the spring where uh, the Alabama A&M Bulldogs bit in that dog fight against the South Carolina State. So I'm sure South Carolina State has something to say. And they were chubbing it up a little bit, as Coach was talking about, proud of what North Carolina Central did. So it's fascinating. Let me go to Roland as he, as he gets a little bit of his banter in here and talk. As he told you, you know, he's going to have some fun when he gets a chance to get on the mic. So I'm going to go yep. to him first. What are your thoughts in this matchup of the big dogs? What's interesting uh, as you get into it, it's just the fascination as once we thought more about South Carolina State on the defensive side and then Alabama A&M on the offensive side. But this is kind of flipped in some ways. South Carolina State is looking to do a little more offensively. And it seems like Alabama thinks they can do a little more yeah. defensively. But l- let me hear your thought. I hope they do more than they did last year or, or earlier this year. It was like, what was it going, 21 to 7? Yeah, 31 to 7. 31 to 7? Like, I think you need to do a little bit more offensively than you did. (laughs) You know, hey, man, they didn't have a full year to kind of recover off of that loss. So, you know, I don't know whether there's still some mental anguish that they got to overcome to to actually compete this year. So, but, you know, hey, it will, you know, I know Charles words, it will be an interesting matchup. But, no, I don't think it's going to be that interesting of a matchup. Charles is good about finding them hidden gems to let you know how it's going to be interesting. He's not necessarily referencing score. He's just letting you know there's some things that are interesting. Yeah, be an interesting, find it. interesting barrel of trash talking going on. That's what you're going <laughs> See, Charles knows good. how to watch the game like a fantasy player. He likes to play <laughs> fantasy football, man. But, you know, so he got to watch like a in all idiot. Did you see that he missed three tackles? <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Alan, jump in here, as you were saying, his uh, rolling doing his thing. I love it. Keep up. Keep it going. But, uh, Alan, I want to know, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Uh, when you think about it, uh, for a lot of people coming in here, South Carolina State is selected. Uh, to win the MIAC predicted order of finish in terms of this new configuration of what um, some are saying after the new big six in terms of the MIAC. They made that statement last weekend, but then you have the predicted order of finish Alabama A&M. They won the championship, Black College National Championship, and many other people have them predicted order of finish number one in the Eastern Division. Two top teams, top five matchup in a lot of ways, top ten matchup at least. What are your thoughts in terms of this, Alan? So first, for, for SCSU, I think North Carolina Central uh, w- would like to have a word. Uh, <laughs> so I- I'll leave that there. But as far as this, this matchup goes, two words, Akil Glass. I'm sorry. It is still 2021. That boy, Akil Glass was the SWAC Offensive Player of the Year. He was a Black College Football Player of the Year. And last I checked, he was the – First and only one invited to the uh, to the Legacy Bowl already, so they're gonna get a big dose of a keel glass, and uh, I think this one is gonna be a, a, a bigger blowout than the one in the spring. Oh, 
Whoa. Because the swag, the swag, the swag has a, a chip on the shoulder after last week. You know, Ooh. we had to apologize to North Carolina Central, uh, but um uh Alabama, I think Alabama AM is saying, no, we are the champs. We oh, are the champs. I do like mm. that. I do like mm. that. Charles, I'm gonna let you get a little back back in here. I know you said some stuff on Tuesday, but this is too juicy with the 1876 Sports and Culture podcast putting out here. I know you want to put something on the table based on what was said and add on to your thoughts from Tuesday. What do you say about this? Well, Alan put all this swag arrogance out there. I thought uh, North Carolina Central would beat it out of us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not so fast. I mean, Not so fast. You know, we, we, we take a look at this South Carolina State team, and I think everything starts at the quarterback, Corey Fields. Uh, in 2019, 15 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Very efficient. Uh, but he will be without one of their uh, top all-conference uh, linemen, in Alex Taylor and Demontrius Burroughs, both of uh, both of our work, tremendous assets to that South Carolina State offense. I, I, I'll say this uh, about uh, South Carolina State. I hope they pack the DBs because uh, they're going to need all of them. You're talking about uh, <laughs> probably the best passing offense. I ain't going to just say in swag, but in, in FCS. When you're talking about a Quill Glass, Abdul Abdul Ibrahim, Xavier Moore, Brian Jenkins, they just throw so much at you. The question with regards to Alabama a can they continue to protect uh, a quill glass? And defensively, can they make stops? So I think you can do sort of a ball control sort of deal with Alabama a and keep that offense off the field. I, I think Coach Marino Castle, he gave us a blueprint a long time ago. How do you keep – how do you stop with a tight and Jerry Rice? Keep them off the field. So you got to run the ball against Alabama, Alabama a and Great points made there. And I'm going to stick with you. I like that breakdown, good analysis. Good thoughts there on all of y'all's uh, segment there. Let's go to the mid-major and show them love. I teased this out before we went into the break about um, Miles College traveling to Alabama State. Uh, I have Miles Golden Bears ranked as number three in my mid-major poll. Alabama State is not even receiving votes in the major division poll. Uh, but they got a quarterback that you got to see tease out a couple of things this spring. Charles, sticking with you on this. What are your thoughts about Miles going into the hornet's nest in a lot of ways facing Alabama State? What are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, you talk about a blue blood program in the SIAC. Miles has won the SIAC quarter the past five years, but they're going to have to do it this year without Daniel Smith, the quarterback, and, and three of their top receivers. So it's going to be a tall task for the, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they got some playmakers. When you're talking about, uh, you're talking about uh, Mitchell Smile, uh, who is the preseason defensive player of the year in the SIAC. But Alabama State, man, Ezra Gray and that offensive line, they can whoop you. They can really whoop you. So I think that's going to be a tall task uh, for the Miles Golden Bears. Ryan Nettles has started coming to his own as a quarterback. And then you talk about a defense with Alabama State. They got some players over there as well. Corey Clark, Rashad Davis, and Matron Culpepper. Uh, these guys are either all swag selections or box row all American. So I, I think Alabama State gets a win in this. Man, he said they're going to lean on him, Roland. They're going to lean on him. I, I, I think that's going to actually be a good matchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally agree with y'all. That's actually going to be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you will see some good stuff definitely from from, from both offensive um, sides of the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm born and bred in Alabama, right? My whole family went to ASU, so I'm the black chief of the family going to purview. But uh, but yeah, we I, appreciate I mean, that. We appreciate that. <laughs> I, I I definitely look forward to seeing that one. I can't call who's gonna who's gonna pull that one out because Miles has been really strong. But um, I do look forward to seeing that matchup. Well, then you know, in the last segment, we are gonna tease that out. To you. you got to on this show, you got to pull one. I got to pick uh, one, one huh? way or the other. So we give you a little time to think <laughs> about it. While we doing that, Alan, give me your thoughts on this Miles at Alabama State. Well, one thing I know, I was an engineering major. You can't change physics. And those big jokers from <laughs> Alabama State get to leaning on those guys for miles. You just cannot change physics. That mass is going to win every time. So I, I'm going with Alabama State in that one. You know, the 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 miles uh, the miles has had a really good run over the last five years, but now you know you got Savannah State who made their way back to the SIAC, you know, after, after, you know, leaving with the tails tucked a little bit out of the MEAC, 
So I'm looking for Savannah to really make some noise in that uh, in that Eastern Division of that SAAC, man. Uh, so Miles is going to have a tough year this year, man. They got we're going to really find out who they are this year because it's not going to be a cakewalk this year with with Savannah State coming coming full full force because you know they they really won the division uh, back in 2019 but couldn't represent in the championship. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Miles and Savannah this year. No, I like that. I like that. Uh, and that could be a SIEC championship matchup between Miles and Savannah State, as you're talking about. Uh, and it sounds like you're kind of putting it out there as your prediction of who's going to represent the East and who's going to represent the West and fight it out uh, with a lean maybe to Savannah State. I like that. Amos Foster says, great points, Professor Bishop. South Carolina State is always tough if they get – to the quarterback and play ball control, they have a shot. Aubrey Parker is putting one out there. If Alabama State loses to Miles, coach won't make the <laughs> Magic City Classic. Uh, I have stop, to agree with stop. you there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> Alan Malone says, Alabama A&M game week. The champs is here. I like it. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Great comments. Keep them coming. Willie Alexander says, good evening as he wishes all the lab lectures doing well out there, just talking to everybody. Keep the comments coming. Uh, Brother Brian Gautier is in the house. I know he's representing his rallies. He wants to get in that. We'll have that for you. Wait till the last segment. We're kicking that. We got Mike Washington giving us a little shout-out. PVAMU strong. So he's hashtagging us, letting us know as he's putting in the work. He's cheating over there because he's putting in work. He's got his phone on the side. So I love that Brother Mike Washington giving us a little primetime love and supporting his 1876 sports and culture podcast crew as well as representing for us the lab lectures with charles bishop uh getting it done in myself with that being said let's get into this one i know this is off a lot of people's radar uh just because of the type of matchup siec ciaa salisbury i tease it out clark atlanta livingstone in terms of that matchup you can keep this one quick i know it's hard to get into details on this one just because these teams hadn't played really good football over the years. But anytime you get a chance to see a SIC, CIAA, you can do this. Which direction are you leaning? SIC or CIAA with the Clark Atlanta, Livingston sticking with you, Allen. Which way are you leaning? SIC, CIAA? I'm going SIAC. With that, rolling. SIC, CIAA? Got to roll with Clark Atlanta on that one. Ah, you know, that's the team I say that I want to push for when we do the next expansion. I want uh-huh. Clark Atlanta. So I like yep, the fact yep. you're thinking like me from a monetary <laughs> standpoint. Charles, Clark Atlanta, Livingston, where's the direction you're going? Uh, let me go with Clark Atlanta. Shout out to my homegirl, Carla Whitlock. Oh, yeah, that's Atlanta. right. That's right. So, 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 shout out to the fam. Yes. Yeah, shout out to that. When we were down there, I uh, visited Clark Atlanta and her husband took care of me real nice in terms of taking to the airport. Got a chance to speak to the athletes, uh, previous coaching staff down there. I like that. Great point. I'm glad that you made that connection and had me remembering that a little bit. With that being said, let's go to our last break. We'll get into the fourth quarter. We're going to talk a little bit about Jackson State, fam, you in that matchup, bring it all home. And then we're going to have these people give us some break at least some scores, predictions in terms of who they rolling with with these matchups we talked today. So we're going to get it on record. With that, this is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Shout out to Mike Washington as he put in the work on assignment. We appreciate you. Next week, we'll give him to give you some insight because he was in Atlanta earlier than I was, uh, and he'll give a breakdown from Friday and Saturday morning so you can get some insight for those that only were able to watch it on television we're going to have Mike do an assignment for us next Tuesday. So stick with us. we got a lot of stuff going on. And you know next Tuesday I'm going to debut my poll week number one based on all these matchups. We'll see who's up, who's down, bulls up, bears down. We'll see what's going on and all that. Dr. Camille's inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch, Charles Bishop, guesting for us today in the lab of Professor Austin, Professor Williams, bringing all that knowledge along with Professor Bishop. Stick with it. We'll be right back into the fourth quarter we go. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. 
Trevor's Voice, Trevor's Voice, Trevor'sVoice.com. Always on, all the time. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Yes, that sound means it's time once again for the 36th annual Labor Day Classic. Featuring the Prairie View A&M Panthers versus your Texas Southern Tigers for the Battle of the Lone Star State on Saturday, September 4th. Kickoff, 7 p.m. at BBVA Stadium. Don't forget the halftime battle of the band as the TSU Ocean of Soul take on the PVAMU Marching Storm. Tickets are available online at www.tsusports.com slash LDC tickets. Let's bring the Knicks Derley Traveling Trophy back to its rightful home. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention. Is he gonna- this is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Appreciate all the lab lecture listeners out there, man. Y'all getting some great stuff going on here. I love the banter, a lot of good talk, a lot of good updates, Jerome. Jeep Sutton says, FAMU deep roster will help them get the win in Miami. Okay, FAMU rallies out there. I think Charles Bishop thinks a little different. But, Charles, you don't have to go the deep dive. You did a beautiful job on Tuesday really getting into it. But were a couple of things um, that you didn't get to talk about that you may want to make uh, the, uh, the listeners aware of? Oh, sure. I, I think uh, when you kind of take a look at this Jackson State uh, Florida and in a matchup, I think a, a lot of our fans have been right. I think everything will kind of be determined uh, within the trenches. Uh, mm-hmm. And from looking at Jackson State's uh, offensive line, uh, it has done a, a big 180, I think, from the spring. I think that is the first thing that you'll notice. And then they also get back Cedric Dunbar, who's former all swag selection. Uh, he'll be making the line calls at center. So I think that's huge for Jackson State in terms of uh, protecting us for Sanders. I think, that, you know, uh, Florida A&M has uh, a very deep and experienced and very exciting wide receiver for, I think, 15 receivers. But when you talk about adding pieces to an already dangerous David Smith, you talk about Chad Hunter. Uh, everybody is talking about uh, Jamari Sharif, who has been trying to get camp for Florida a and and then you add another 6'5", 225 uh, wide receiver named Jeremy Pruitt. He's Colorado State transfer. So I think there is a lot of offensive firepower that you'll see in this game. Who can get to the quarterback? And I think that's that will be yep. one of the big determinants within this game. I like that. That's a great point. I think in so many ways, yes, it's about the trenches. But the really intriguing about the trenches is the part which war is going to happen in the trenches that's going to allow either one – quarterback to really get off or not allow that quarterback to get off with that let me stick with you Allen in regards to your thoughts on this Jackson State Florida and matchup where are you going man I, my my heart says it's going to be Jackson State but uh okay. I just it's going it's real hard to go against the Rattlers in this one man they just have too much firepower uh they've got experience at at some of the key positions you know Jackson State you, you got a, a true freshman that's going to be uh, QB1, so that, that's going to be tough. 
That, that's a that's a huge big ask in 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 such a big game with such a big spotlight. So uh, I think if I'm Jackson State, I want to get out of this game healthy. Uh, you know, you'll see what, what if you you know who you can call a dog and who you needs to sit down. But uh, I, I wouldn't look for I wouldn't look for uh, you know a, a huge game or a huge win uh, for Jackson State. If they get out of here healthy, to me, that's a win. Roland, what are your thoughts? Listen, man, I'm gonna tell you something. This is by far the most excitement I've seen around a SWAT game in a very long time. In terms mm-hmm. of who's going to win, the culture wins the most in this matchup. I mean, I can almost – I can feel the energy just from just looking at Charles. I mean, I feel like, you know, he's sitting on Collins Street right now with the back. Just the, the culture itself is just winning on so many levels from, from, the, from the, all of the exposure – all of the the buzz that's been going around. So listen, I'm just excited. I wish I was there. I'm I'm, I'm jealous, but I wish I was there. And so I'm just excited for the culture to come up with some wins off of this. I like that. That's true. The culture is winning big on this one. Yep. And I love it for Dr. Ville's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, because we're winning as well with all these lab lectures tuning in for us, chopping into bits and wanting to know. With that being said, I'm going to debut a little bit for you all. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, y'all hadn't seen anything like this before, but I want to see what you think about what Kabil is going to bring to you now in regards to my top five HBCU marching sport poll. With that being said, top five. I have Southern Human Jukebox, 1-0, as they were in the Battle of the Band, National Battle of the Band, put together by Derek Weber, Weber Marking. At number four, I have Bethune-Cookman Marching Wildcats. They also won. Did a, did a great show. The thing that I knocked down Bethune-Cookman and Southern a little bit, especially for a young with my son there, he's all into it. He loves Southern when they, the drum major does his hat and leans all the way back. He tries that at home. I have to make sure he don't break his neck. It scares me to tell. But he's trying. He has this marching helmet on as well. But they had, it was nice to do it, but I had to take it back just a little bit. They had the fact, um, <clears throat> if you would, they had artists, a rapper doing his thing in it. I think it was a match, but I couldn't give him as much points for that. I do love the fact that they did a tribute to the officer that lost his life here in Houston that was out of New Orleans. They happen to be a band member uh, of the Human Jukebox. So I thought that was really nice. And number four, you had Bethune-Cookman Marching Wildcats. They're always solid. They did a great show. They had the gospel singer that was on BET. Again, it's hard for me to just put them over the top with that. Great show. Take nothing away. At number three, Charles might be a little excited about this. He's probably going to be disappointed at number three. But Jackson State Sonic Boom of the South, they did their thing. They showed up. I have them at number one. Now, some of these teams got first-place votes, those three there, and that's why they top five. And number two, I have an Alcorn State, the sound of dynamite. Uh, they won number two ranking. They had the primetime spot because it's on television. So they did their thing, and they had the head-to-head matchup where they slammed North Carolina Central. So they got a little bonus points just because of that. So you got to take all these things into configuration in terms of primetime the fact that you had a direct head-to-head matchup versus the band matchup. The number one was Langston Marching Pride. And I know this is going to throw a lot of people off because they did homage to all the – and people that are from outside of Houston may not recognize this, but they did something I thought was really nice that spoke about Houston. And when you come somewhere, I think it's really nice when you can integrate that into it. And they did it in such a way – that they paid homage to all the band directors of the high school and even picked up some junior high. And so people that are connected to that, uh, they had a picture going on as they doing the show and music breakdown. They did a little nice breakdown in terms of hip hop directly related to Houston, throwback to that. Um, and they had really good sound. So that really took it over the top of me. The fact that they did all that and really focused on doing something that resonated with Houston folks in terms of the crowd. I thought that was really nice. I will give you some of my honorable mentions, top 10 in there. Uh, Norfolk State, I thought they did a really good show. 
Um, a lot more fans than I thought in terms of the poll I put out there. Um, they jumped on it. So I'm just going to give a shout out to Noble State Spartan Legion Marching Band uh, because you don't always hear about them, but they're significant and they were out there. Number seven, Talladega getting the last call. They represented, really showed up and showed out. North Carolina, uh, blue and gold marching band, uh, marching machine, I should say. They were solid, um, representing A&T. Edward Waters, because of their matchup in North Carolina Central, uh, they are in the top 10, but they're 0-1 with their loss. The other teams got wins, and t got a loss because they were out of the top four rankings for the National Battle of Man, along with Norfolk State, Talladega. So we'll see what this looks up. Obviously, we have Jackson State, Sonic Boomer South. They match up with the Marching 100. We'll get to see. Jackson State gets another chance to make a statement. They've been in it, so that'll be fascinating in terms of that matchup. Obviously, it's Grambling, Tennessee State get a chance to get it on. So those are things I wanted to talk about in terms of what it looks like. As we kind of close things off, I did want to go in there and make sure you got a chance to tell me in terms of these matchups, uh, you can just say win or loss. You don't have to give a score. Um, that's up to you. But in terms of the – let's go with the Alabama A&M, South Carolina State. Who you got, Roland? Uh, I, got, I got Alabama um, on that one all day. Charles? Oh, A&M on that one. Alan. A&M. Prairie View, Texas Southern, sticking with you, Alan. Prairie View, Texas Southern. Going with the home team, baby. Prairie View. Rolling. You already know who I'm rooting for, baby. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Ooh. We're going to go with TBO. Good. Go ahead and get this. I'm going to stick with Well, everybody knows this, so I'm going to go back. Uh, let me go back to you, Roland, in terms of the Grambling State, Tennessee State. Who you got? Tennessee State. <laughs> Charles? Got to go with Tennessee. No, uh, uh, Allen, Grambling, Tennessee State. Out of you, who I, you got? I'm going Tennessee State. Charles, Grambling, Tennessee State. Let me be the outlier. Let me see what the Grambling Tigers Sticking with you, Charles. Jackson State fam, you? I think we know this answer, but. I believe. <laughs> you better not say that on it. <laughs> I believe. I know you do. With that, Roland, what are your thoughts? Jackson I, State, I, fam, you? I, um, I really want to say Jackson State, but, you know, it's tough. I'm going to say Jackson State. Allen? I got fam on that one. Before we get out of here, I did want to say Jerome Gilbert. Reach back out to Roy Evans. Uh, he was out uh, most of August, so he didn't get a chance to hit you up. He's He was out of the office, but he's back in the office. So if you would, hit him back up. Make sure you do that. With that being said, I want to shout out to Alan Williams and Roland Austin joining us from the 1876 Sports and Culture. Shout out to Charles Bishop and Neely as they're getting it done with the pregame show. Stick with them, man. They have a nugget of information they're going. And while you may have your differences, uh, framework with Jackson State, certainly rivalries, but what they're doing, as Roland said earlier, for the culture is important for us to understand that we can get with our coaches and we can do the same thing for our program and take it to the next level. So that's what I'm hoping some people get out of this is that not to be so mad about what's going on and they're getting attention, to say, what do you need to do uh, for your institution, whether it's supporting somebody doing it or doing it yourself about getting it done for your institution. With that being said, that'll do it for us. This is Dr. Caville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Caville, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watch, Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoyed our guest again, Roland Austin, Alan Williams, bringing it from you, 1876 Sports and Culture. Check out Charles and Neely on the pregame show and the rest of the programming we got on the BCSN. Download my JBN, my BCSN. It's important to make sure that we can get the support so we can continue to bring this. Obviously, you have your Carlos Brown bringing it from Southern and all perspectives down there on Saturday from 10 to 12. You have B.J. Jones also representing college football, another Southern representative, but he gives you that great insight from the football analyst. Check out um, our other shows as we continue to give it. ONG, Orange and Green, uh, as they bring it to you uh, like none other than you know signature show Brian and AD with the sports rap nights of the round table that brings a perspective from all HBCU media folks 
that cover it from around the country. You can check out their thoughts on it. And I will end it there. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Facebook. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on YouTube. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. I'm going to tease it out and see if these folks know what they're doing. Rolling. Class dismissed. <laughs> Alan. Course. Charles. Lecture. Dismissed. Master. Early, Rose.